Will gets the puck for Carrier. He gets stripped, taps the loose puck for Kessel. He scores! Kessel from below the goal line! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith. Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. All right, let's get into it. Sticks down, just drop the puck. I want an honest answer from both Ryan Wallace and Chris Chapman. Answer uh-huh. immediately. Don't wait for the other person. If you both talk uh-huh. at the same time, it's totally acceptable. In fact, it's appreciated. Have you ever gone out and got just Flat out polluted on St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Yes. Multiple times. Nice. Really? Oh, yes. yeah. That is outstanding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Was it at an Irish establishment? Yes. Yes. Yeah. There, there, There's uh, one on the strip that I, <laughs> I, I had to have someone else call the Uber for me because I was oh, so... Oh, wow. Look what, at you. What, what, what was the word you used? Polluted? Put, yeah, I'm not putting you in polluted. my Uber yeah. if, yeah. if, you're, not, if <laughs> well, you're like that. I, I made there, it, no problems, but uh, yeah. Win, yeah. Windows there, down. There have been a few times for me. Um, one time actually with Mrs. Wallace, which is fantastic. Um, and it was very early in our relationship, and we, we were out at uh, a nice place on on Fremont Street, there was music, there was a lot of singing, there was karaoke, there were people falling out of their chairs. Sounds like any other tables. night on Fremont Street. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, no, it, it was fantastic. It didn't have to be St. Patrick's yeah. Day on Fremont. Yeah, well, that, that's true, but it, it was very much St. Patrick's Day tinged, so, you know, I'll take it. Wow. Uh, have have yeah. you guys ever consumed green beer? No. Yes. All right. No. What's your food of choice on St. Patrick's Day? Corned beef. Corned beef and cabbage. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's that's really good actually. What's your uh do you drink beer or whiskey? Oh, I'm I'm beer all the way. <laughs> Both. Underachiever. Mm. I I'm not a big whiskey guy. Oh, I love whiskey. That's my drink of choice. But I'll go I'll go green beer and I'll Shots go whiskey. Shots or a glass and sip. Yes. Glass and sip, yeah. Shots are good if you don't like it. Yeah, well, I've, I've done some of those, yeah. I've, I've done <laughs> the shots, and I won't say the name because I feel like it's highly offensive, so I won't say it, but where you take a shot and you drop it in your Guinness. Oh. And uh-huh. You, no, we, we, we're aware. We get it. You know what it is, right? Yep, yeah, I I'm, do. I don't, I, don't, I don't like that, so I don't. I, I'm, I'm so glad those days are behind me, though. What about I'll Guinness? I'll be honest with you. Are you guys what about Guinness? Guinness drinkers? I, I have been to the Guinness Brewery, and I enjoy it. I don't it. care whether you've been I, to the I brewery like or it. not. You I drink, like it. It's, you, it's, you yes, like it? yeah, Guinness, Guinness, it, is, yeah. Guinness is top notch. And not like just on St. Patrick's Day. I'll drink it yeah, when it's... I, I can't drink it in the summer, but I'll, I'll drink it through the winter. Definitely not a summer beer. No, it's a little too filling, right? Yeah, yeah. If I'm out at the grill, I, I'm not drinking Guinness. All right, let's crank up our game rigs. Okay. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Stay with me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. 
We have a game rating, a system that goes from one to five, five being the best, and it's based on discontinued automobiles. So we've got the AMC Pacer, which is your flat-out worst performance, a one. The station wagon is a two. Uh, the Hummer is a three. A Trans Am is four. And coming in at number five is your DeLorean with the butterfly doors. Uh, Chapman, lead us off. All right. Well, it's definitely not a DeLorean, and it's definitely not a Pacer. Okay, well... So that eliminates eliminates two. All right. I don't think it was as bad as the score, right? 7-2. We, we've kind of established that the game didn't feel like a 7-2 game. A couple goofy goals, the empty net goal. But here's something interesting that I found. So November 12th, Golden Knights lost to St. Louis, 3-2. to December 7th, they were beaten by the Rangers, 5-1. to I talked about this yesterday. Well, I'm just saying. And then okay. last night, they right. lose 7-2. to so the the pattern here is when they come off of a long East Coast road trip that's generally successful. All all three road trips were pretty successful. Yep. For whatever reason, no. They, it's, and but it, here's the here's the caveat though: you only have one day. Yes, before you play again. Now because if, the bye week, they they came back from the right. East Coast, but they had the bye week. Yeah. So so that doesn't I didn't include that. But I don't think it was a terrible game, but it felt like it was over at three two. So I'm going to go right square in the middle. It's a three Hummer for me. I don't think it was terrible. I don't think it was great. I thought the power play wasn't good, but there were some moments where they pushed back, and I like that. But I think last night was one of those games, and and it sounds so cliche, but Calgary just kind of wanted it a little bit more, and they were a little bit better. So I don't I don't think it was terrible. I don't think they played an awful game. So we get a three out of five. The Hummer. Uh, what do you have, Ryan Wallace? Uh, I'm going right in the middle. Three out of five for me. It's a Humvee. I, I, I thought about going lower than that. Um, I, I mean, if if I were going to go into two category, it would it would probably be because of the power play because it was such a letdown in that game. But um, you know, I, I thought that they had a lot of jump in the first period. They had some really good chances. Those go in. I, I feel like it's it, it kind of the the trajectory of the game is a bit different. Um, I like their compete. I like their battle to kind of get that game back in the second period, get it back to two to two, um, and then that that emotional letdown at three to two was was just the thing for me. So it's it's right smack in the middle. I don't think that they played uh, a poor game to to kind of justify a seven to two final score, uh, but it, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't necessarily what you were hoping for if you're a Golden Knights fan. So it's what, three out of five for me. When I was saying. Uh, the score did not reflect the type of game that it was. I was kind of had some fun with it, and they were better than a, than a seven two. But I'm quite honestly surprised that the two of you guys went right in the middle of the road with it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I just I thought there would be a two, maybe a one in there. I'm shocked right now. I I went two. I I went with the old wagon. Uh, due to the fact that that it did get away from them, and at the end, and you can't you can't discount the score entirely, uh, but I, I I was impressed by a couple of different things. One uh, that that they were clean last night for the first forty minutes, uh, predominantly clean given the given the fatigue. Uh, they were not clean as in violating rules, but uh, clean the breakouts, clean uh, uh, on their on their entries. Um, I, I loved uh, Riley Smith and William Carlson uh, being able to get it done with Pavel Dorofiev. I think there's I, I, that that was definitely um, the least effective of Dorofiev's three games. Uh, but but yeah. I think the line as a whole 
uh, continues to to get it done. I still like the twenty something line. I think there's uh, there's great growth there uh, with 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 that unit. Uh, the defensemen uh, were 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 solid again. Uh, Quick actually made some for a seven two game. Uh, you wouldn't mm-hmm. expect me to to laud his his performance, but he made some saves in the second period to to keep that game. Yep. More, actually, a couple yep. of, well, Vegas was on the power play and, and Calgary yep. had some shorthanded chances. Um, uh, I, I, I liked what, what they did. It was, it was eight, eight, nine minutes into the, uh, into the third period when Calgary scores that fourth goal and then it just buckles you. You're done. And yep. you, you're yep. already swimming up upstream uh, because of the three, two goal uh, that, uh, that, that, Leaves you wonky going into the intermission, and there's uh, that 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 could have been a major difference. But listen, uh, they had they had some golden looks. The the McNabb uh-huh. play that we talked about in hour number one, uh, I still don't know how that didn't go in. In fact, well, if, if I didn't if I didn't see the puck go off the crossbar on the 14th yeah. replay that I looked at, mm-hmm. I was still mm-hmm. doubting that the officials got it wrong because I trust Braden McNabb. With my soul, <laughs> and he thought it was in. He completely he yeah. thought it was yeah. in, and the but the look on his face when he realized it wasn't, and then oh boy, I gotta get back and uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, humping his uh, his skates to get to get to in the uh, play again. Uh, that that was one of the uh, funny stories uh, of the night. But I I thought that was for sure, and now it's at the other end from where where Darren Elliott and I were last night in, in section one seventeen. But I thought for sure that puck was in, and I kept waiting for the horn. You know, when mm-hmm. because too. hockey operations in Toronto will interrupt play if uh, if the puck went in, uh, and and the referees missed it, uh, and I kept waiting for that. And I was putting myself in Jonathan Quick's shoes. Is Quick sitting there waiting too? Because the play came back into the Vegas zone, and Calgary had had a bit of uh, pressure on. And I wonder in the back of his mind is 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 he thinking this horn could go any second, and I I really don't need to worry about this because everybody in the <laughs> rink everybody in the rink thought that thing was in, and then you had a, a couple of other uh, great chances. William Carlson had had a good look um, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that give you the the feeling that Vegas gets one of those to fall. Maybe it's a, it's a much different different game now. It's a hypothetical, but we've seen how good they are as front runners, and how they are able to to put it to, to put it away. And the, the the four game winning streak coming into last night, they hadn't trailed in any of the four games. So if the McNabb one goes, if the Carlson one goes, like uh, they they have opportunities to grab the the early lead, and Calgary's not feeling great about their game, and 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 maybe you can you can jump on them. But uh, but I with a seven two result, uh, I can't give it middle of the road because that's just not middle of the road. But I can't give it the bottom dollar uh, rating because I I do think that uh, until they ran out of gas and and trust me if it, if that was a regular game not coming off a road trip mm-hmm. that would have been the pacer sure but I cut I cut them a lot of slack uh, because of what they had to do coming off the road one day turnaround uh, and and getting back out there and. Uh, I thought they were they were more competitive than we've seen in the past. They were certainly cleaner than the St. Louis game. Uh, if you can reflect on that one, they just weren't in that game. And St. Louis won it by a goal, 
but it wasn't a very good performance by any sure. means. Uh, last night was their best of the three coming off the, the East Coast, <laughs> and yep. it still ended up 7-2, which gives you an idea of just how difficult that is. Um, it's, uh, the, the phrase, uh, it's a, a, a schedule loss because mm-hmm. the schedule puts you in that predicament where it's really hard to, to pull out a victory. I heard uh, uh, somebody say last night it was a scheduled loss. No, it wasn't a schedule. Like, it wasn't a loss of the schedule. Uh, but uh, uh, a, it was more like it's really difficult to get through something like that. And, and sometimes it's uh, you, you just got to accept it. Uh, I thought Bruce was, was still holding people accountable, though, after. Yeah, I, I, I liked uh, a lot of what, what Bruce said. And, and most of it... Most of it was focused on the power play, and sure. uh, what would he say? Something like, use whatever word you want uh, to, to describe <laughs> yes. it. Uh, like the, I, I think the disappointing factor is when you don't have your best stuff, but you mm-hmm. do get more power plays than normal. This team doesn't draw a lot of power plays, and right. they managed to grab four last night. That uh, that game was there for you to get something out of it. Uh, especially on a night when when most of your rivals are playing. Yeah, and and I guess you know that's going to be the big thing that that you pull out of it is you have four opportunities on the power play, and it wasn't even like the Golden Knights had dangerous quality looks. There were a couple here and there, but they were more or less few and far between. And it were it was actually a situation where your power play sucked momentum from your game and fed momentum for the Calgary Flames. And when that's the case in a game where you know you you're coming back off of a successful road trip, you've got one day in between those those games. You you've got a lot of things working against you. You needed your power play to come through for you, and it just didn't. Who did you guys think of Jonathan Quick last night? Um, I thought that he made some big saves, and I thought that you know there were bounces that were were pretty unfortunate, right? Like you know you mentioned the first goal of the game that just kind of dips on him, um, the puck off of Petrangelo's stick, off of Jonathan Quick's back and in. Um, you know, I I think that it's it's kind of one of those things where the bounces for me just felt like they were going against the Golden Knights. Uh, you have a, a, a the the play where Shea Theodore falls down and he makes the first save on Mangiapane, but then it's it's Blake Coleman putting home the rebound. Like those are bang bang plays, and you ask your goaltender to make that first save, he does his job. So I, I thought Quick was okay, not great. Yeah, I thought it was certainly better than seven two warranted. That, yeah. that that one yeah. will hang on him, but the the two goofy goals. The first one was weird because that was right below me. I was trying to figure out what happened there, and then I saw the the replay of the puck uh, dropping. The Manjapani uh, breakaway. Uh, when when you've got a situation where somebody scores on a rebound on a breakaway, mm-hmm. that drives goalies. Batty. When you make a stop on a breakaway and a guy scores, yeah. like another player scores on the rebound, mm-hmm. it's not it's not the mm-hmm. same guy in the breakaway, but when yeah, another yeah, guy yeah. following up scores in the breakaway, I'm just going to give you a little inside info. That that does not sit well with the goaltender, where you're like, really? There's two of them here. Yeah. Well, what's yeah. going what's going on with that? Um, but there's uh, there's a couple of little uh, just subtle 
parts about the game that maybe you know us, maybe you didn't know us. But the game is essentially out of reach in the back half of that third period. Mm. And I, I loved what Bruce Cassidy was doing in still coaching his team to get closer. He called the timeout, which he doesn't use his timeout very often. And that would have been one where it would have been really easy to just run it out. Let the game sure. end. But he he called a timeout when it was 5-2 and had Ryan Craig was 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 drawing out the play trying to to get something going. I thought that was really uh interesting in telling the guys like we're we're not just going to go here. Now, the score tells you that they did with uh the the Calgary Flames scoring those four goals in the final 11 and a half minutes. But the coach never stopped, which I thought was a subtle message to the team. And and I bet you everybody just wanted to get the heck out of there last night. Sure. Even, yeah. even at 5-2 before it got 7-2. The other one was uh, taking quick out for the extra attacker. That was five minutes mm-hmm. left. Like they they were yeah, do, they they did some different things last night when that game started to get away from them, and and it looked like it was and it did just fall into to Calgary's lap, but the coaching staff continued to to pull on a couple of strings, which uh, which tried to keep everybody going. So I. Uh, it, it it wasn't a big part of the game. It had zero effect on the result, but I I liked mm-hmm. what I saw from 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 the coaching staff. And the coaching staff is going to talk to the players and hold them accountable, and keep going. But they yeah. should obviously too. And taking the goalie out for the extra attacker when you're down three, and also calling timeouts when when you're down three late. I I, I thought that was. Uh, a really uh, neat thing by Bruce Cassidy. I like to see it. I do. I it was it was a two goal game at that point. You had a power play. You try to create a two man advantage uh, in the back half of the power play. And you know, generally speaking, like you know, you, you get one. All of a sudden, it's a brand new game, and maybe there's a little bit of life. And all of a sudden, things start to go your way. So I like the fact that Bruce Cassidy sent the message with five minutes left down two that that was not the time to just kind of concede points, yeah. right? You, you still have a chance. You still have an opportunity. And I, I think as players, even though the game gets away from you, even though it kind of just goes in the wrong direction, I think that that, that proves a message or sends a message to the players that you know, as, as a coaching staff, we're going to give you every opportunity to try to come back in this game until it's, it's very clear the game is over. Now, do you look at Calgary any differently about their playoff aspirations? No. You don't, eh? No. No, I don't. Like, like that could be a first-round matchup they, for Vegas. They, it could be. They've had 69 games to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And and I, I just I don't believe that they've figured it out. I just don't. Like, the game prior, they lose in Arizona. And, and I'm sorry for a team that is as close and, and on the outside and hunting down a wild-card spot. You cannot lose to the Arizona Coyotes. I'm sorry. You just can't do it. You can't. It, so, it has happened, even for teams here. I, I, I know it's happened. 
I, I understand that, but I just don't believe that 69 games of ups and downs and not being able to really hit your stride and find your game for prolonged periods of time, I just don't believe that it's going to suddenly click here in, in, from, from this point forward. I just don't believe it. Now, Winnipeg is in a funk right now. They are. Yep. Yep. That's keeping Calgary in this thing. Sure. I told you guys yesterday, I won't close the book on Calgary until game 81. Right. And there's just something about that group. And I've seen Daryl Sutter get his team in, and I've seen Daryl Sutter do something great in the playoffs with a team mm-hmm. that just got in. Yes. I've and that. that was after 82 games, mm-hmm. and they just got in, and they ended up doing something pretty special. So just just remember that if it comes to fruition. Uh, I think Vegas still matches up really well against Calgary. They They handled them physically. That was a physical game last night. One of the more physical games than than we've seen. Not just the fight, but hits and some some pretty heavy hits. Mm-hmm. And I thought Vegas yeah. acquitted themselves really really well uh, during during a, a, a Calgary had more of the body checks, but uh, I didn't feel like in a seven two game that Vegas was run out of the building physically last night, which is encouraging. Yeah, I I thought that they were pretty comfortable and 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 at home with the physicality. I I I didn't think that it was a game where the Golden Knights shied away from that, as is evidenced by Paul Cotter, a couple of big big hits in that game, and also the fight. So I I liked to to be honest with you, I liked the physicality from the Golden Knights. I thought it was perfectly perfectly good and where you needed to be in a playoff series. I worry about Paul. He takes some some. Yeah, he blows. does. Yes, he does. Like, I, yeah. I, and I know there's a Dorov hit that uh, that a lot of people were focused on last night, the, right in front of the bench. Uh, neck kept uh, both guys uh, off their skates uh, for for a little bit as they went flying, and Paul did get his head up in, in that situation. Uh, but there was a big time check, and I think it surprised the Dorov a little bit that that Paul was as as, as big and strong as he was. But uh, those are the kind of things where you've you've already seen him have an injury, and he's taken a couple other ones. Like I, it might be just getting his feet wet in the National Hockey League, but I would like to see him get hit like that a little bit less as mm-hmm. we continue. Uh, one area that that probably disappointed me more than than the power play was Vegas at the end of the night only had 19 shots on net. Now they had some gold looks and some really great opportunities that they didn't end up getting uh, the puck right on the net, but 19 shots on goal is, is really out of character, uh, and unusual for, for for this group, which gives you an idea of what they were dealing with from the uh, from the fatigue standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not enough to the to the net. Now, you know, you look at some of the great opportunities. Braden McNabb hits the post on yeah. that one; doesn't count as a shot on goal. I think Jonathan Marcheseau, either Jacob Markstrom makes a great save, or right there at the end of the first period on the power play, Marcheseau throws that puck just wide. There were plenty of looks for the Vegas Golden Knights, and you know. 
you know, you're you're right on the money though. Like 19 shots on goal against Jacob Markstrom's probably not enough to get the job done just based on kind of, you know, the the the, the track record that Markstrom has over his career. We know he's a good goalie. It's been a down year for him, so you want to try to get more volume to the net to try to test him a bit more. Uh, I thought it was a pretty light night for Markstrom in terms of the actual saves he had to make. Um, and you know, a lot of that had to do with the Golden Knights just being off net in certain situations where they had great looks. So Calgary's now won two of three against Vegas. They play one more time next week in Calgary. Yeah. Is that an important game for Vegas? I think so. Yeah, I do. I think you you mentioned that it's a potential matchup in the playoffs, and I think every single game for the Golden Knights that could be a potential matchup in the playoffs is an important game down the stretch. The last game that they have against the Kings, that's an important game. The final two of the year against Seattle, important games. The home-and-home with Edmonton, important games. And going into Calgary and trying to rectify what happened last night, important game. Because you could end up meeting them in the first round. I I think that you you want to white you want to wash the seven two taste out of your mouth against a team that you could see in the playoffs. You want the last memory you have of that team is victory and knowing you can beat them. Yeah. Is Calgary the most physical team that they played this year? Um, I mean, it's hard to like argue that that Tampa wasn't a physical. No, nah, that, that was a different um, physical game. The 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 Calgary Flames to me are the heaviest team. For sure, like they are a team that that in that wants to and the Tampa looks game for was every reason and and, and every and nasty. Yeah, Last Calgary game wasn't chippy and every... nasty. No, as I was saying, I think the Calgary Flames are probably the heaviest team and the team that really does invite and welcome and want a hard nosed, heavy checking style of game. The. Record inside the division was brought up again last night by a number of reporters. Yep. We, we were on a lot of the sound, uh, and it's full on the television side. So you get to hear what Chapman and a few of the people are, are angling on. It's funny, you, you hear people, they, you can tell what they're straight, they've got this angle in their head, and you know exactly, okay, this player, we're going to get the same question here. It's, oh, my goodness. But I, I, I won't go down that rabbit hole with Chapman right now. Um, I'm just joking, buddy. I'm just joking. The record within the division is back to 500, 8, 8, and 2. Mm-hmm. I think that was unfair last night. And I'm a member of the media. I'm paid by the team. I work for the team. But uh, I've been a, uh impartial member of, of the media for a, a long time. I didn't think that the the record inside the division was a logical narrative last night because of where they were coming off the road. And they'd won their last three against the division. Things have been trending in the right direction. So I, given that aspect, I thought mm-hmm. that it was it, it missed its mark with the Oh, what are your problems? You got to figure it out. Da, da, da. And yeah, they they got it. If they want to get out of their division, as Bruce Cassie said, they got to beat teams inside the Pacific. So you got to figure it out. Figure it out at some point. But last night wasn't a oh we're getting beat by a divisional foe. It was more 
the schedule and everything else going into it, uh, uh, more so than we lost another game inside the Pacific. The way that I look at it, and you know, I thought Bruce Cassidy's the the way that he answered the question was was fantastic because he's he's looking at you know everything. This is a coach that that is going to assess and and try to figure out every single way. And the the idea that yeah, you know what, you, based on where the Golden Knights are at right now, where they want to get to, you're going to have to play at, at least two rounds. You would think against Pacific Division teams. I. I tend to view it on a team-by-team basis. Like, when you get into the playoffs, you start looking at it. Like, I don't really care what the Golden Knights record is right now against the Vancouver Canucks or the San Jose Sharks or, or the teams that aren't going to be there. I care about how Vegas matches up against Los Angeles and Seattle and Edmonton and Calgary because those are the only teams that really matter. It, just like I care about how they match up against Colorado and how I and, and I care about how they match up against, you know, the likes of the, the Minnesota Wild and 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 Winnipeg. And so when you kind of take everything on the whole, I, I think you look at individual matchups and as much as you'd like to have dominance over your own division, I think the most important thing is that when push comes to shove and you get into the playoffs, you look at the matchup that the Golden Knights get in the first round and you say, okay, here's the path to victory. We know the Golden Knights have been able to do it in the regular season. Now they've got to do it for four out of seven games in the in the postseason. Bruce was really good again last night, even uh, even after the loss. Uh, he was really good. And it, and by the way, he does listen to this program. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. Told me himself. He was driving around. He was nice. uh, running some errands one day, had the radio on, and uh, and he said, I heard Darren Millard on the radio. He was talking oh, wow. Golden Knights hockey. And, uh, yeah. and he, he heard uh, the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports mm-hmm. Las Vegas. So, I, I, I like, we attract the the who's who of of the sport and that yeah. should also uh like you've been you've been known every now and then to couch your opinion because coaches have listened to the show so mm-hmm. i i don't want you to start doing that i don't want you to change your style because bruce is listening to the program all right that's only just only one uh, of us has been listen here's here's the i deal. just only want you to been... know i want i thought it was fair I'm... to let you know that bruce listens to the yep. program but I also mm-hmm. think that it's uh, important to give you some professional advice that you don't change yep. your style just because right. the coach is listening. Be you. I am always, and uh, listen, only one of us has been called a bag of milk on the program. It's not me. That's, no, not on this program. That was yes, not on, on this program. This, that was not on this program. It was that 100% was, on this program. That was on the uh, Maroons. Two. That was on the Maroons first, and then he just repeated it on this. And he's not okay. wrong on that, uh, my, my good buddy uh, Pete. Uh, <laughs> and my good buddy Bruce uh, listening as well. It's the VGK Insider Show. We're going to continue with one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, and maybe a little more St. Paddy's Day talk on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Going to hear a little bit about this in the next uh, couple of weeks as the NCAA Hockey Championship whittles its way towards crowning uh, its 2023 title holder. Devin Levi. Hobie Baker finalist, goaltender with Northeastern, has left college and signed his entry-level deal 
with the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Devin Levi is a 21-year-old. Uh, he is outstanding. He's led the NCAA in uh, save percentage the last uh, couple of years. Uh, he won, uh, oh, what was it, the Beanpot Tournament uh, this year. He's just, mm. he's, he's all world. He is okay. exceptional. He's a seventh-round pick mm-hmm. originally of the Florida Panthers, but was yep. traded to Buffalo along with a first-round pick for Sam Reinhart last year. Yep. This has yep. the potential of being one of the greatest trades in Buffalo Sabre history. With the first-rounder, I can't remember who they took with that first-round pick. Uh, it was the 32nd pick, though, uh, due to the fact that... Uh, well, it wasn't the 32nd pick, but uh, uh, with the Florida Panthers, and they were uh, so high uh, with the President's Trophy. Uh, so you get a first, they had a first round pick, and they have Devin Levi. And Devin Levi is going to spend the rest of the little bit in uh, Buffalo. He's probably going to get in a game or two, but he gives them uh, a really good future with Uka Pekalukanen, that mm-hmm, Titanic mm-hmm. goaltender with Buffalo. We saw what he's able to do uh, firsthand this year at T Mobile Arena. And Devin Levi. And Levi, I'm telling you guys, there's. There's chances that this, like, he's got all the tools. I can't wait to watch him at this next level to see how he he develops and puts it together. But he's right there, and I, w- I would compare him to, like to a Spencer Knight uh, with with the Florida Panthers, and that's why he was expendable with with Florida, is because Florida Panthers made their pick and and went all in. With, with Spencer Knight, who, who we hope gets back to the level that uh, that that he has shown in the past, so uh, I, I think I think Buffalo Sabers, they've got a foundation here with Ukapakalukan and, and Devin Levi. Mm-hmm. By the way, yeah, I oh go ahead. Yuri Kulich was the kid that mm-hmm. the Sabers drafted with that pick, and what he, pick was it? Uh, twenty eighth, twenty eighth, okay. and he was yep. phenomenal for the Czech Republic in the World Championships the last two years. So, uh, so. Could yeah, be, could turn out to be a really good player. Uh, we, we saw some big steps from Buffalo this year. Goaltending yeah, well. is still iffy. I mean, uh, Eric Comrie got hurt, but he was good when he was healthy. But he got hurt. Uh, Ukapakalukanen's been up and down. Uh, they've got Craig Anderson. I'm sure this will be his last year. Uh, I don't yeah. think Devin Levi plays next year in the National Hockey League entirely. I think he does spend a year in Rochester uh, with, uh, by the way, uh, Mitch Elliott, the son of Darren Elliott, is a defenseman for the Rochester Americans. Uh, nice. You uh, you will probably see Devin Levi a lot in the American Hockey League, if not for some injuries, uh, or he just flat out is fantastic and he, and he breaks into the National Hockey League. It's very rare for a goaltender to do that, so uh, I think it, he might be, he probably is a year or two away. I, I'm 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 as excited about this goaltender turning pro as I've been for a goaltender turning pro in a while. Yeah, I, I, all I'll say on it is, um, yeah, I trust your judgment when it comes to understanding just how good Devin Levi could be. Um, and the Buffalo Sabers right now are, are losing four to nothing to the Philadelphia Flyers after two periods. So uh, goaltending. If you can get that figured out, Uka Pekalukin and Devin Levi in the next couple of years with what the Sabres are building, they should be a team that figures it out. And, you know, when they play meaningful hockey, they don't crash and burn like they did this year. Well, exactly. And it it was, quite frankly, 
too much to to ask of that group to get all yeah. the way in. Um, yeah. I didn't think that they were going to make it, but they, they played some important games later than they have in a long, long time because they've always yeah. had that uh, November or December swoon that uh, just took them right out of it. Uh, there's there's some encouraging signs there, and and maybe with a better foundation in goal, it, it's gonna it's gonna help them. Two young goaltenders now. Ukapakalukanen will be a, a, a bit ahead, so maybe he can take some of the burden off Devin Levi. Uh, we'll see how that develops. But with the first rounder that Chapman just talked about, uh, the kid from the World Junior Championship, the Czech Republic, that was so good, and yep. and Devin Levi. For Sam Reinhart, who's been good for for Florida, that was a sure. big that was a big price, and it looks Le- Levi is a seventh rounder originally drafted. It looks like yeah. uh, that's going to be uh, a pretty big acquisition uh, in the future of the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, Sam Gagne, he's going to be out the rest of the season for the Winnipeg Jets uh, surgery on both of his hips. Uh, he done a nice job uh, playing down the lineup with with Winnipeg this year, but uh, yeah. just just couldn't go anymore. And uh, he basically elected to have surgery. the The hips were bothering him uh, a lot. Uh, I heard from uh, somebody in Winnipeg that it was it was just uh, it became one of those chronic things. And if you've ever had a chronic knee or a chronic shoulder or or anything like that, where you just you almost like it becomes part of your life, and you you wonder whether it's ever gonna. You start to think it's never gonna get better. That's what it sounded like it became with 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 Sam, and it, it, it weighed on him. So uh, he is going to be out for the rest of the year for the Winnipeg Jets, which uh, removes some some depth with with that hockey club. I don't think uh, that's that's great news for a team that's trying to scratch and claw to get its way in. No, no, not great news at all. Um, fortunately, or unfortunately, for both Sam Gagne and the the Winnipeg Jets. So um, I, the the Jets are interesting because they're a team that, to me, early on in the year was was maybe better the, the record anyway than I expected they would be this year. Um, I I'm starting to get a little nervous about the Winnipeg Jets, and and that's just kind of where I'm at with them right now. Um, they're falling, they, and this news doesn't help them either. So, uh, Rick Bonus, start coaching, find a way. Well, th- Connor Hell- Connor Hellebuck, be amazing. Look, find a way. The problem with Winnipeg is, do they ride Connor Hellebuck too much throughout the year, and is he worn out at, at mm-hmm. this time of the year? I don't know whether that's the case right now, but they they were never in my mind. A Western Conference contender for the top seed. Yeah, that that was overreaching. I do think they're a playoff team. I do like them. I I, I thought that they would be in, and Seattle would be out. Uh, I didn't so think hold Minis- on. I didn't think Minnesota would be in uh, this year. What about- I thought they would they they would run out of uh, runaway. So um, so I- hold on. You you refuse to to kind of say Calgary's done. Yeah, and you think Winnipeg's a playoff team. So. What is it? No, no. I said who, who, I said I didn't think Seattle would be in, and I didn't think Minnesota yeah. would be in. Uh, well, Seattle's in, right? Like we, we yeah. No, no. If, at if the you're, start if of the you're year, looking I'm, at it right now, no, I'm talking. If talk, you're looking the, at it right now, I'm talking at the start of the year, Ryan. Right. No, I'm talking I, I, the start I'm aware of, the year. of that. I'm aware of that. What I'm saying is, right now in this moment, you think they're a playoff team, Winnipeg, right or no? 
Now you've got me all confused as to what, what you're talking Do about. Do you believe Winnipeg is a playoff team right now? No, in they're in moment? the bubble. They're right in the bubble. They got they, they got a tenuous grip at the very least. So you you put Cal you think Calgary will finish ahead of Winnipeg. I think, think it's Winnipeg's it's, it's a toss up right now between the two. Winnipeg's yeah. gone south and Calgary I think can can put it together. At the start of the year though, what I was saying was I thought Winnipeg would be a playoff team. Uh, but a couple of teams have, have uh, outperformed them. One in Seattle, one in Minnesota. Uh, one is from their division. That takes a seed, uh, seeding spot away uh, from you. And, uh, and the other one, Seattle, which is uh, working the wild card. Uh, that's where I was going with that. And those are your one-timers for this. What day is it, Chapman? Uh, March the 17th. All right. Let's give away some tickets to see the Edmonton Oilers first game back from the Canadian road trip. Back half of the home and home. 702-876-1340. Be caller number eight right now. 702-876-1340. Back with Catching Up with Chapman next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So, you know you're getting down to the nitty-gritty in the end of the season when the last team from the Eastern Conference, the Golden Knights, will play this season, come to the Fortress on Sunday afternoon. And then there's only four home games remaining after that, obviously, not including the playoffs. But it's, it's always kind of weird when that last team from the Eastern Conference comes through and, you know, this weekend hopefully we'll get to see Elvis Merzlikens and we'll get to see Johnny Goudreau and, well, not much else for the Columbus Blue Jackets but I'm looking forward to it. My buddy, a big, big Blue Jackets fan is from the state of Ohio and he's uh, he's going to go to the game so uh, hope he has a good time and kind of kind of, kind of sad in a way because, you know, another season is winding down. I can't wait for the playoffs. Well, I can't wait for the playoffs either but, you know, it's still one of those moments where it's like, oh, man, really? We only have a so few, more, have few a more weeks of this? On Sunday? Well, so I have 1 a, o'clock start. Yes, I love that. I love the 1 o'clock start. But will you have a moment no. of silence for the last Eastern Conference team? No, no, You know no. who wishes there was more Eastern Conference teams? Bruce Cassidy. Right. Yeah. They've owned the East. They've been Best very, very good. in the West against the East. That's pretty incredible. Really, really incredible. Who do you hope Vegas plays in the playoffs? I'd like to see Seattle. I think it'd be fun. Start to start to build that rivalry. You know, they've got the uh, the 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 uh, day game next week or next year. The the outdoor game. Oh, the Winter Classic. Yeah, so that'll yeah. be fun. That'll be really fun. That'd be good to have a playoff meeting. Come on, it, it, going into that. Yes, yeah. I've never especially, thought of that. Especially if it's to, a salty. To, to rev it up a yeah. little bit. If, like, I'm it's, with it's you on spicy. that. Spicy. Yeah. Good. Good job. Nice pull on that. Yeah, that I, I I was thinking about that, and I'm like, for somebody you know, wearing a green sweater right now. Yes, it's a, it's the that's, it's a, the, that's uh, an overachieving call by you. I've got the Wranglers St. Patrick's Day St. Baldrick's jersey on. Where did you get that? I had to uh, make a nice donation. It was one of those silent auctions. So the game worn thing. Yeah, game worn. Oh, nice. Yeah, signed like- signed by the player who wore it. I still want that Paul Connor game worn sweater from last night. I heard he sewed it back up. He didn't yeah. get a new jersey. They didn't sew that That's, up. Yeah, India told us. India told <laughs> us that, that it was sewn back up. Did you look? Did you see it? I did. I'm just going by what was told to me. I may be wrong on that. Take it up with her. But I'm never wrong. <laughs> Ever. <laughs>